Hello, and welcome to Greater Faith. You're listening to Cut It Out, a special message from Brother Shad Holly. We hope that today's message blesses and encourages you as you go through your day. This bottom section is packed. I got a new amen corner right here. Matthew chapter number 5, verse number 30. And while you're turning in your Bibles to Matthew 5 and 30 and 1 Samuel, it is my great honor and privilege to stand behind this pulpit today. I do not take it lightly. I love and appreciate your pastor and pastor's wife so much. I'm so thankful for the godly connection, and uh, I believe it was designed and uh, uh, ordained by God. Anybody love your pastor and pastor's wife? They are so kind to me, show me so much kindness and and hospitality. I want to thank you for every leader and every elder. I appreciate you, Brother Burton, and... uh, uh, I just, I love Greater Faith Apostolic Church. And Christelle, have you ever known uh, a church as a whole to love on us like Greater Faith has? And uh, I love you so much, it just makes it easier to preach. And uh, I do honor my wife, Christelle, and Noah and Eli, and, and uh, uh, just great to be here. If you have that Matthew chapter number 5, verse number 30. So good to see the Geralds. I appreciate you all so much. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off. Everybody in the building say cut it off. And cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not the whole body should be cast into hell. And if we could go to 1 Samuel, please. I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. First Samuel 24 and verse number 4. Then the men of David said to him, This is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, that ye may do to him as it seems good to you. And uh, can we go back to Matthew 5 and 30? And this is what the Lord has dropped in my spirit for us today. (laughs) You have that Matthew 5.30 again? I feel the Holy Ghost. (laughs) And I understand what Matthew 5 and 29 and 5 and 30 is, is talking about. It's talking about adultery. But let me read this again. And if thy right hand offend thee... Cut it off. Everybody say cut it off. And cast it not from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish. And not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. 
And I understand, and we're not going to talk about adultery in that sense. But this is what the Lord has laid on my heart and in my spirit for me, for you, the local body, (laughs) for us today. What is it that we are cheating the presence of God with? What is it that's robbing you and stealing and taking up your time that you are so distracted that you can't get in? to the presence of God that you can't get the prayer meeting and you can't get the Friday night singing workshop what is it in our life <laughs> I want us to raise our hands all over this building and lift up our hearts with our hands Open up your mouth <laughs> and I want everybody in this building to shout cut it out Uh, uh, shout cut it out Uh, for the next few moments you may be seated the Lord dealt with me about Matthew chapter number 5 Matthew chapter number 5 is the sermon on the mount where Jesus was preaching and teaching to his disciples and Blessed are they. He told us the things that, that, uh, to do and, and to main a spiritual walk on this journey to be blessed. And then he gets down and about midway through that chapter and he, he says, you are the light of the world. You are that city set on a hill that cannot be hid. And let me just go ahead and tell you, <laughs> greater faith, ye are that light. On 6th and Spruce, in Jesus' name, ye are the light of the world. Somebody say amen. Then it goes on to say the things to do that makes God angry. And we know that we are not barbarians. And, but Jesus, he, he hates sin so much that he explains to us, I hate sin so much, I would rather that you would pluck your eyeball out and be saved than for your whole body to go to hell. And I let me just stop here and say when's the last time you really thought about eternity? When's the last time that you realized there really is a hell? But I'm not coming to preach negative to you today. I'm telling you you don't have to go to hell today that you can be saved. All you gotta do is repent and be baptized in Jesus' name. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Is anybody thankful for the Holy Ghost? Uh, I know it sounds like cliche to you, but every day I've got to talk about the Holy Ghost uh, because it's what's going to get me out of this old world. Is anybody thankful for the Holy Ghost? Uh, I think if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, you ought to stand to your feet and give God the best praise that you've got. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, and oh, you ought to clap your hands. You ought to raise your hands. You ought to be jumping, Brother TJ. It's okay to run the aisles. Why? Because God saved me from the fiery pit of hell. And I'm on my way. Somebody lift up your voice and give God praise. 
Somebody shout, cut it out. I am the oldest of my siblings, the oldest of three boys, and God bless my mother. <laughs> three boys, and, and uh, it, it was amazing that, that when we were growing up, we had the same dad, the same mom, the same rules, and, and uh, every time it was Wednesday night, there was no even uh, thinking about another choice. We were in the house of God. And the same applies to Sunday morning and Sunday night and even Friday night youth rallies and, and Thursday night prayer meetings. I can tell that you've been praying greater faith. That's a sign of revival. When this house is full on a Thursday night prayer meeting, I'm telling you this is a perpetual revival church in Jesus name thank you so we just knew certain days, and and my dad was such a an athlete growing up, and and his childhood. I mean, it was just total chaos, and they knew nothing about God. And and if I told you too much about my dad's side of the family, you would probably not let me behind this pulpit and preach. But no, I'm telling you about the blood. You can be the dirtiest sinner alive, but there's blood here for you today. All you have to do is repent and cut that sin out of your life in Jesus' name. And uh, he's in the Hall of Fame at, at Marshall University for baseball and just a wonderful, wonderful athlete. But somebody invited him to a Pentecostal apostolic church. Uh, he didn't know anything about God. He didn't know anything about church. And, and I have uh, older aunts that have uh, 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 been married five and six times and, and uh, had a, an aunt that uh, was pregnant with twins at 14 years old. And, and But somebody invited him to a Pentecostal church and God cut that sin out of their life. And my granny was an alcoholic for years and years and years. I watched as my 80-year-old grandmother got in the pool and the waters of baptism. I watched her. I'm telling you that my God can break that generational curse. Ah. I come against sexual perversion right now in Jesus' name. It shall be cut off in Jesus' name. Somebody shout, yeah! yeah. <laughs> so my brothers, me and my brothers, under the same household and and uh, we were competitive. You know how siblings are. And uh, I hate to lose. I know I'm quiet and shy. And uh, and uh, I'm the healthy gene. I'm the oldest one and the fattest one. And and I have a younger brother, youngest brother. He's all fit. And he looks like Brother Hammond over there. They get up. This is crazy. They get up at 3.30 in the morning and go to the gym. And, man, they're, they're physical physique. Man, you're one strong man. I wouldn't mess with him. But uh, I have a younger brother like that and but we have we all three have different taste in life and we have different taste in clothing we have different ideas and we have different uh, uh, ways the way that our brain thinks and we have different sports team and and uh, and that's crazy and my youngest brother he likes that team up north uh, I, I don't like 
him the week of Thanksgiving. I don't. He can just go on up there, if you will. And, and it's amazing the same mom and dad taught us the same truths. But, but we would begin to argue over little things, over petty things. I want to tell you today that something that will stop revival in its tracks is jealousy, competitiveness, and bitterness. Can I get an amen? Oh, what's happening back there? Uh, do we need to pray for somebody? Lift up your hands, stretch your hands, and pray back there in Jesus' name. Right now. That's all right. Right now, you're our healer. In the name of Jesus. Oh, oh let the ushers take care of it. We're not going to be distracted. We're going to cut out the distractions in our life. And ye shall be healed. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everybody in the building, lift up your hands right now. Shout, cut it out. Cut it out. And me and my siblings, my brothers, we would we were all competitive and and we would even fight and argue. I know that I'm speaking amongst perfect people with the perfect siblings. But in my house, yes, we were God-fearing family. But me and my brothers would argue and fight. And we would act like heathens and hellions. And, and it would drive my mom crazy to the fact that said, if you boys don't cut it out, I'm going to give you something to cry about. Is anybody in the generation that mom and dad take off that belt and light you up <laughs> ah the spirit of the Lord wants me to drop by here today and tell you go ahead and correct me pastor if you have to you see some things that need cut out of my life he's only doing that because he wants you to win he wants you to walk in victory in G somebody shout cut it out Shout, cut it out. It's amazing. I believe I'm in a building today that can look the enemy square in the eyes. I'm tired of you messing with my wife. I'm tired of you messing with my life. I'm tired of you messing with my finances and my family. Is there anybody willing to look that enemy square in the eyes and shout, cut it out. I want everybody in this building to stand to your feet. Look that enemy square in the eyes. Shout, cut it out. Shout, cut it out. God's attracted to our praise. And our praise and our worship will chase the enemy right out of this building. Somebody shout, cut it out. I feel him. I feel him. It was David and Saul. The house of David versus the house of Saul. And uh, we read in 1 Samuel, and, and uh, I'm so intrigued about the story of David and his life. And David was, uh, uh, he was a worshiper. He was a singer. He killed a bear and a lion with his bare hands. But yet he was a man after God's own heart. But there was a war going on. 
it was Abner who was the commander in Saul's army and versus Joab the commander in David's army I know I know where I'm going right now if you would just listen the enemy wants to try to sneak in and make you jealous of your brother and your sister and that does nothing but stop revival if you can just cut it out today ye shall be victorious ye are coming out of your cave in Jesus name shout cut it out the house of Saul versus the house of David Abner he was lied on he was lied on. He was accused of certain things. and and uh, But there was a competition between Israel, the north division, Judah, and the south division, where Saul was king. And we know that Saul became jealous of David after that little boy. <laughs> Nobody else would face that giant. But David, he knew that there was something in him. He said, I will go. And with just a sling, and five stones he got that Goliath right in the side of the temple and that Goliath dropped dead but David didn't stop there he wanted to make sure that that sin that thing that was bothering him was cut out of his life so he ran to that giant he picked up Goliath's heavy sword and he cut off somebody shout cut it off the enemy's head it's alright if you keep coming and showing up to church but if you fall back into that sin and into that trap on Monday you're just knocking the giant down but today if you can pick up your sword you know why people don't worship in church it's because they've laid down the sword if you can just pick up the sword and cut the head of that giant off. Ye shall be set free. So David, all the ladies from the hillside, they come out into the streets and started singing. Saul has slain his thousands, but David his tens of thousands. He could feel that. He could feel that jealousy mounting up. Just think if Saul, if he would have taken that as a compliment instead of becoming jealous. I know God has anointed me to slay thousands, and I also know that he is a anointed your pastor in his family to slay tens of thousands. That doesn't bother me because that same oil that's on me to slay those thousands is the same oil that's on greater faith to slay your tens of thousands. <laughs> you feel that jealousy, sir. There was jealousy between the house of Saul and the house of David. How many knows that a house divided cannot stand? The enemy knows he cannot get me to run around and chase other women and to leave my wife. He knows that I won't drink, I won't smoke, and I won't do drugs. But the thing that he will try to get me to do is be offended at my brother and 
and my sister. This is not a competition. If we want revival, and we are in revival, but you are going to different levels when you can learn to love your brother and sister, even though you have different personalities, even though you come from different walks of life, if you can live a perpetual life of cutting it out. You feel the Holy Ghost in this house? I said, I feel the Holy Ghost. So Abner versus Saul. He said, hey, Joab. Hey, Joab. He said, let's have a competition. I'll send a man, a man this way, and you send a man that way. They will meet in the middle. And the Bible says literally, man for man, pound to pound. They would grab each other's head, and they would fight until they took the sword out and stabbed their enemy until there was nobody left. When the Bible calls it a competition, when we come to church. This is not a competition. This is revival. This is the peace of God. This is the presence of God. This is the house of the living God. And it is a house of hope. Somebody shout cut it out. So Joab's brother, he got jealous and he was mad. He was mad. He started chasing after Abner. And uh, Abner, he said, you better turn around, bud. If you know what's good for you, you better turn around. And, and uh, the Bible says that Azahel, was, he was a fleet-footed man. And he was fast as a gazelle. But, but Abner kept saying, hey, Azahel, you better stop. If you know what's good for you, you just better stop. And, and Azahel would not listen to him. That competitive spirit in him. He was not going to quit chasing Abner until he killed him. But Abner warned him. He said, if you don't stop chasing me, about that time, he put the butt of that spear and that sword in the ground. And it went right through the fifth rib of Azahel. Oh, Abner, Abner, he went to the house of David. He went to David. David was pastoring in Hebron. Hebron means a city of refuge. How many know that no matter how bad it is out there, that this is a city of refuge. This is a house of safety. He went to David. He said, he said, David, I've done this in thy sight. And David, you know what David told him? He said, Abner, if you know what's good for you, you will get to the house of God and stay there. I don't know about you, but I've got troubles just like anybody else. But the only difference is God's going to get the glory out of all of it. I'm going to get God lifted up in Jesus' name. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to greater faith. David said, Abner, uh, if you know what's good for you, you will get to the house of God and stay there. Everybody say, stay there. 
Ah, for for whatever reason, I can't imagine me walking away out of the presence of God. God has been so good to me. He died on Calvary so that me and you could live. If He never blesses me another day of my life, I've been so blessed and I get to live with Him in heaven for eternity. Somebody shout, cut it out. So Asahel's brother, Joab, the commander of David's army, he heard that Abner had killed his brother. Joab means the avenger of blood. Everybody say he was jealous. <laughs> That's what that competitive spirit will do. And I know, I know my assignment today. I know if you can just get to this altar, whatever is taking your time, and we can cut it out and we can repent, and we're going to do that. But specifically, <laughs> the thing that's trying to stop revival is disunity and jealousy and bitterness the enemy wants you to get mad at your brother and sister and not get along he wants you to come into this house and you sit on that side and they sit on that side and I'm going to hurry after service and go out that door and they can go out that door so I don't have to talk to them that's not revival baby you are living this is a church of revival ye shall we're going to cut some things out you're coming out of your cave today. Uh, we're getting close. We're getting close. So Joab, that sneaky Joab, he said, he said, won't you come here? Come here, Abner. He was standing in the gate and and it is so important that we serve God and get a hold of God and pray through every day. <laughs> every day so that we're not riding the fence <laughs> on this thing. Because if you ride the fence so long, <laughs> you're more than likely going to fall over on the worldly side. But if you can just get into this house of safety, this house of refuge, it was Joab. Hey, Abner, come here. Just one drink. It won't hurt you. Just one night. Nobody will know. Just one phone call. Just one click on your computer. And let me tell you something. I'm learning to cut some distractions out of my life. I know that I use social media and I'm not here to pastor you. You listen to your pastor. But for me, if I cut this junk out of my life, the oil flows more freely. Flows more freely. I'm not mad at my brother and my sister. No, I love them. I want them to be saved. I want them to be free. Could we stand all over this building? It was Joab. It was Joab. Come here, Abner. Just one night. And Abner did not listen. Did not listen to David. If you just get to the house of God... And stay there. You'll be safe, Abner. And he listened to that devil Joab. And Joab said, come here, Joab. It won't hurt you. 
And because that enemy, Satan, is the avenger of blood, and that competitive and jealous and bitter attitude toward our brother and sister will kill you. Just come here, Abner. And Abner went outside the gate, that ark of safety, and there waiting in the thicket was Joab. And he put that sword and that knife right in Abner's stomach. It was David that went to Abner's funeral. He began to cry and to lament. He said, oh, Abner, oh, Abner, you had all the shouting room you could ever want. You had all the joy and the peace of God right here in the house of God. Oh, Abner, you died like a fool died. Your hands were not bound. Your feet were not in fetters. Oh, Abner, I plead with somebody today. What is that thing that is robbing your time in the presence of God? jealous of David and David was hiding in a cave everybody say a cave do you know that caves are dark caves are damp there's no light in a cave and when you've been offended we are in darkness and we're carrying that bitterness around we're in the darkness but we think that we see light because when you look through eyes of offense so long, you will begin to see light in your eyes. But what it really means, you are in a cave. Everybody say a prison. <laughs> a cave. We go to Carter Caves, not far from here. And we go on field trips and we get inside of that cave. And it's amazing how the, the natural erosion of those rocks have made a gigantic cave. But caves are made to hide in. What happens is you've been offended by your brother and your sister. And you have gone and hid in a cave. If I don't have to talk to them, if I don't have to deal with them, I'll just hide in this cave. That's not revival my friend if you can just muster up enough faith and strength to cut that junk out of your life everybody say a cave is a prison for so long some of you have carried that bitterness around and you found yourself in a cave you know why you can't praise God like you should it's just in your minds on that offense or on that situation or on that problem at home. You can't lift up both hands. And yeah, I come to church. I would even preach. <laughs> but it wasn't victorious preaching. I was living a life of offense. I carried that bitterness around. I get into the presence of God and literally I'd have one arm up and one hand stuck.
stuck between a rock and a high place in that cave. I couldn't move. I couldn't worship properly. I couldn't function. The oil didn't flow. But we are all about the oil flowing. That's what brings healing. That's what brings deliverance. I was wounded. I was wounded. So David, the Lord delivered Saul to David, his enemy, the one that had been chasing him and would have killed him if he would have caught him. Saul and his men were chasing after David. And you know the story? Saul got tired. He took off his breastplate and his armory and he took a siesta in that cave. He took a nap. He relieved himself. And hiding in that same cave, David realized that he was about ready to break out of that prison. He didn't have to hide from Saul any longer. The Lord delivered right into David's hand. And what's the Bible say in 1 Samuel? Ah, David went up to him. He could have killed him. But revenge is the Lord's. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Mercy is the Lord, but vengeance is the Lord's as well. And he cut a piece out of Saul's robe to show him, Hey brother, you've done me wrong. You betrayed me. You denied me. You were jealous of me. And I could have got revenge on you. But I cut out a piece of that red robe to show you mercy because I've messed up. Ah, I, I had had Bathsheba's husband killed on the front lines. I've committed murder. I've done sin. But the Lord was gracious enough to send the prophet by me and gave me a space to repent. And I know that I will praise the Lord always for His mercy mercy endureth forever so David left David left and he felt bad because he touched God's anointed at one time Saul was anointed he was head and shoulders above everybody else he really was and David could have taken his life but Saul realized hey David had mercy on me I'm not going to pursue you anymore and him cutting that robe out uh, was a sign to show him that I showed mercy. I want everybody in this building that is hungry for revival. Will you come to this altar? I'm going to tell you one more thing in the Holy Ghost. If you're hungry for revival, the Lord spoke to me back in February. He said, everybody that is hungry for revival will be healed and you shall be filled. This is all right, not to put you on the spot. But if you're hungry for revival, if you need something, anything from God, come on, get as close as you can. This is to help us. You've already been prophesied to, ye shall have revival. So now us as individuals, 
because we know that revival starts at home and in our heart and it carries over. This, this church is going to be a revivalist church until Jesus comes. It is. But you as an individual, I know you're going through that thing. I know that they hurt you and betrayed you. I was offended. I've been in church all my life. For 52 years, this is all I've ever known. I thought it was silly. I thought church hurt was silly. Why in the world are they mad at each other? Why can't they talk to each other? Why do we have to wait years, months, years for somebody to go each other and have revival in those families? I become offended and bitter. My boys start having struggles and issues. They were our miracle babies. And I had to listen to those doctors tell me, they can't do this, can't do that. I was offended. I carried around a spirit of bitterness. I did. You can ask my wife. I wanted somebody to stare at my babies. I was ready to fight. I really was. I'm not kidding you. I wanted to show up to church and let that carnal say, say, you been and give me a visitor's card I really did I was ready to fight because I was wounded <laughs> because I couldn't lift both hands because I was in a cave a prison of that bitterness but there was one night and and this is going on and on and on and and I couldn't function and and uh, the oil didn't flow <laughs> oh I'm so thankful that the oil flows in my life now oh you ought to be thankful that the oil flows in your life but if it's stopped up today you can cut some things out and ye shall be free in Jesus name it was a Sunday night and we live when we were in Zanesville we lived 50 minutes away at least and it was a Sunday night and we were running late and my boys were fussy they can't tell us they have a headache or a tummy ache and said what in the world's going on we were running late and, and we get to church and, and wouldn't you know it of all times that were late and were upset my mind was not on church it wasn't my mind my focus was on the situation with them and uh, we get there and Pastor Brown's asked us to come up front and I was like oh my goodness you gotta be kidding me so we go up front we were obedient everybody say submission you know what submission means obedience because pastor can see on the horizon what's coming your way you can't because you're stuck in that cave of jealousy and bitterness and offense I'm telling you ye shall have revival so I went up front and he didn't even have a word for us he just said glad you're all here and we just started worshiping God and there was a missionary from Southeast Asia out of our church and he was there that night and probably about three rows back on this side and he come up to me he said Chad he said I'm not a prophet you know that but he told me he said the Lord Lord told me when you walk by me he said I don't know what's going on in your life but I saw the hand of the Lord to reach down into you spiritually speaking and take your heart out and he cut all that anger and bitterness and all that junk around your heart he cleaned and washed your heart he put your heart back in he sowed you from the inside out and from the bottom to the top. And do you know that I laid that bitterness, that hurt, and that anger down? I want everybody's hands lifted right now.
Thanks for joining with us today. Be sure to check us out online at greaterfaith.church or find us on Facebook by searching My Greater Faith. There you can watch this sermon and others, as well as live stream all available services. If you like what you heard today, be sure to follow our podcast for new sermons and Bible studies as they become available. Greater Faith. Everyone's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And anything's possible. Thank you.